Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad that you are listening. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, just an FYI that the podcast will now also be on YouTube. So for all my people that just, you know, don't like the podcast app, you can just praise the Lord because now it's on YouTube. So make sure that you subscribe, tell a friend, share the link. Amen. Um, so today I'm going to be continuing on faith. This whole little series I'm doing here on faith. We talked about knowing God. We talked about hope. We talked about faith being the substance of the things we hope for, the confirmation. So really, you know, last last podcast I talked about you know Hebrews 11 and and how faith is really believing it's a it's a confident trust that what God says belongs to you you believe that it's yours and really i talked about how faith is um how you can actually receive the manifestation of of the promises of God right we have to access it by faith like i read that scripture it says um, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord be, been revealed? So the power of God is released to those who believe, not not those who just sit in church and do religious things and and wear a Christian T-shirt. No, the, the power of God is made manifest on behalf of those who really believe that God is who he says he is. They believe his word for their life and they, they're confident. And so what on this one I want to talk about is speaking faith, because really that is a major ingredient. When you want to talk about faith, major ingredient is what are you saying? What is coming out of your mouth? Um, and so I wanted this, this topic really deserved a whole podcast. I was going to try to combine it with actions, but I wanted to split it up. So I want to start off by reading in Mark 11, um, Mark 11, 20, 24, um, 23, I'm sorry. Mark 11, 23, it says, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done, then he will have whatever he says. So this scripture is very powerful. And I want you to notice how many times it says, it, it says the word says. So understand that he's saying here, that if you believe what you say will be done, then you will have whatever you say. So your having comes after your saying. Let that sink in. You don't have it until you say it. He says you will have whatever you have said. So you understand that your words, he says here, like you have to believe. And so believing has a voice. Faith has a voice. The apostle Paul said, he said, we believe, therefore we spoke. So there's no way that you can say that you believe something and then speak contrary to that. So if you're speaking contrary to the word of God, really, it's just a sign that, you know, time to fill yourself with more of God's word, because the Bible says out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever you believe is going to come out of your mouth. And he says here that it, whatever you believe, um, 
If you believe the things that you say, then you will have whatever you say. So I want you to understand that your saying precedes your having it. Before you're going to have it in your life, you have to begin to speak it out of your mouth. We believe, therefore we speak. So I want you to understand that, that faith has a voice. There is no such thing as, as you're believing one thing, but you're saying another thing, right? So, and I kind of mentioned this on the last one. There's so many things. If you really think about, you know, like I was saying in the last episode about like Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Yet so many people go around talking about what they lack. I don't have this. I'm just dumb. I struggle with this. But really, if you would just rise up and declare out of your mouth, even before you're experiencing it, that, then this is the key because it, it, anyone can say how they feel. Anyone can say what they're experiencing in their life. But the Bible says that as believers, we are to call the things that are not as though they are. So even if you are dealing with anxiety, you begin to rise up and you declare, God has not given me a spirit of fear. I have a spirit of power, love, and soundness of mind. But then you may be thinking, but I, but I don't actually, but you do actually. <laughs> And really, it's in your believing and saying that's going to make it actualized in your life. So as believers, we don't wait to see and feel uh, what the Bible says to say it. Your saying is going to precede, precede you possessing it. Your words will precede what you have. And, and I'm going to get more into this. There's so many scriptures that go with this, but you have to, you have to understand that concept. Um, that you will have really, and that's what he says here in Mark 11, you will have whatsoever you say. And so I want to read another scripture to you. This is in Luke 17. I was thinking about this, thinking about faith. Um, and this kind of goes along with the other scriptures I'm about to read to you, but the apostles, this is Luke 17, five, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And so I'm going to pause right here because Maybe you listened to the last one, or maybe you've just said this in general before, like, oh, I just don't have enough faith. That's why I'm not getting healed. That's why I'm not having a breakthrough. I just don't have enough faith. I want to tell you that that's a lie of the enemy. The Bible says that you've been given the measure of faith. Okay. So the apostles here, they fell into this. They said, Lord, increase our faith, increase our faith. And really Jesus corrected them because that's not, that's not, you know, he, he told them, he's, so the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted into the sea and it would obey you. So Jesus, they say, Lord, increase our faith. And he comes back and say, no, what you need to do is plant the seed of faith that you already have. Even if it's as small as a mustard seed, you don't need more faith. You need to plant the seed of faith that you already have. It's a seed. Faith is a seed. And if you never plant the seed, you're never going to see a harvest, right? Okay. If you just keep the seed in the bag and you never put it in soil, you're not going to see a plant and you're not going to have fruit and it's not going to grow, right? So Jesus said, you don't need more faith. You need to plant the seed of faith that you already have. No matter how small it is, you have to plant it. And he says, how do you plant it? How? This is the question. This is it right here. The $65 million question. How do you plant the seed of faith? Jesus said, you can say 
to this mulberry tree be pulled up by the roots. You can say, so Jesus is giving us a key here. You have to use your words to plant the seed of faith. Every word that's coming out of your mouth is a seed and you will reap a harvest of whatever you say, whether good or bad. Okay. So just to recap, we don't need more faith. We just, all we need to do is plant the faith that we currently have. Um, and so this scripture goes along with that. This is Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 18, Proverbs 18, 20. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth and the produce of his lips shall he be filled. From the produce of his lips shall he be filled. Verse 21, here it is, folks. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Selah. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So this is directly in correlation with what I just read out of Luke, uh, out of Luke 17 is that your words, he says, you will be satisfied with the fruit of your mouth. Whatever is coming out of your mouth is planting seeds into your life. So if you don't like what you're reaping, you have to change what you're saying. You have to change what's coming out of your mouth. It says death and life are in the power of the tongue. This is very interesting too. If you think about it, it doesn't say, it doesn't say death and life are in the power of the Holy Spirit. Death and life are in the power of the devil. Death and life are in the power of life. Life's just, how many of you know life just throws something, <laughs> throws some crazy things your way? No, it says that death and life are in the power of your own tongue. And so obviously it's very easy to like put the blame on the devil, put the blame on God, put the blame on everyone else. But ultimately this verse is actually very powerful because when you get a revelation of this, and I don't want to paint this in, in a negative light, this should really fill you with uh, hope and expectation that you can, all you have to do, when you start changing the way you speak, it will change your life. There, you don't have to wait on some kind of force to just come upon your life. All of a sudden, everything's changing. No, you, you will reap whatever you sow. That's just, that's the Bible. You will reap whatever you sow. So death and life are in the power of your tongue. So you can speak life over something or you can speak death over something. And so this is like so crucial, you know, and I'm just going to give a couple examples here. Like for instance, instead of saying, Man, I just always have these terrible migraines. This just always happens to me. I always get a bad headache. Instead of that, instead of that, even if you may be experiencing a headache or a migraine, you can say, thank you, Lord, that I've been redeemed from migraine headaches. Thank you, Jesus, that you bore my pain on the cross. You were crushed so that I could be made whole. Thank you, Jesus, that the resurrection power of Christ is quickening my mortal body in Jesus' name. Instead of saying things like, oh, I'm just dumb, I fail everything, I always screw up. You can say, thank you, Lord, that I have the mind of Christ. I always know what to do. God has given me wisdom from above. I have knowledge. I have wisdom. I have a spirit of understanding. And you can even just feel it. Just the example. When you begin to speak that over your life, it will literally change everything. 
it will change the whole course of your life. And that's why James said, the book of James, he said, your tongue is like the rudder of a ship. Though a small member, it it controls the course of your life. So your tongue is actually dictating the course of your life. And so this is actually really awesome and it's empowering because you can begin to change what you're reaping in your life by simply making a decision. I'm going to begin to fill my mouth with the word of God. And you know, maybe you're in a place where you can't just rattle off a bunch of scriptures yet. Maybe you don't know a bunch of scriptures off the top of your head. That is okay. I have literally had seasons of my life where I wrote out scriptures on flashcards. um, And when I would be dealing with thoughts, just like, lies of the enemy, I would pull out those flashcards and I would begin to read them out loud. And let me tell you, it set me free. And I know that that's the difference of being sucked into a lie of the enemy and being defeated. That's the difference of being defeated or rising up and being an overcomer. Why? Because the Bible says this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. But faith speaks. Faith has a voice. So when you're feeling like the enemy's coming against you, maybe you have pain in your body. Maybe you um, are just dealing with lies in your head, tormenting thoughts. Maybe you're dealing with, I don't know, you're not having breakthrough in your career or in your business or whatever. You begin to speak the word of God and your faith, those faith-filled words, you're planting seeds of victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So you have faith in your heart, but you plant it with the words of your mouth. So your words are like seeds. And like it says in Proverbs 18, your stomach shall be satisfied with the fruit of your mouth. So when you begin to declare the word of God over every situation that you may be facing in your life, you will begin to reap the God kind of results. You're going to reap victory. You're going to become an overcomer in life. But really, like I said, the tongue is like the rudder of a ship. It's steering your life. So your tongue is directing whether you're heading into defeat or whether you're heading into victory. So it's so important being careful what you say. And so this is another scripture I wanted to read, Matthew 12. This is basically this very parallel with what I just read in Proverbs 18. Um, basically, honestly, along the same line of thought. So Matthew 12, 33, I'm going to read this whole little chunk. So bear with me, but this is good. This is the word of God. Amen. Uh, it says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad for a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it on the day of judgment. For by your words will you be justified and by your words will you be condemned. So that was a lot. Uh, But two things I want to highlight here is that, like Jesus says, uh, you know a tree by its fruit, right? Um, And he says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So that's why, let me try to break this down. So your heart is like the life of the tree and whatever is in your heart is coming out of your mouth and your whatever's coming out of your mouth is producing fruit. So you can see the fruit in someone's life, what's in their heart, because it's also coming out of their mouth. Um, and so this is, and I have a, 
podcast, I encourage you to go listen to it. If you haven't, a podcast called Believe with the Heart. I talked about how faith is a thing of the heart. Faith is not something that you conjure up in your brain. Faith is a thing of the heart, the inner man. And so Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the place where your faith lives is in your heart. And your, what your heart is full of is going to come out of your mouth naturally. So that's why, I mean, as long as you fill your, if you're filling your heart with the word of God, the word of God should be coming out of your mouth. So it's important. You can kind of tell like, okay, whatever's coming out of your mouth is what's full, what your heart is full of. And it's kind of like a good check where you can see like, okay, if I'm talking doubt, if I'm talking negativity, I need to up my time in the word of God. Amen. And so uh, the end of that, the end of that chunk I just read, verse 37, it says, by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. And this is so interesting. And this is Jesus talking. This is literally Jesus, okay? He's an expert in Christianity. Jesus said, by your words, you will be justified. Not by, not by, you know, by your words, you will be justified. Why? Because your words represent what you really believe. So you understand it's going to benefit you greatly to walk around talking about your redemption, talking about your justification in Christ. Even too, when, when I'm just thinking about this, when it says justified, don't condemn yourself. People, you know, and it's really, it's just because of a lack of understanding. It's from shame and guilt. People walk around condemning themselves, but you have to understand that by Jesus's one act of obedience on the cross, you are no longer under condemnation. The Bible says there is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ. So there's no reason for us to walk around and talk condemnation over ourselves. Like, oh, something bad is going to happen to me because I screwed up and did X, Y, Z. No, I'm pardoned. I've been pardoned. All my sin, my mistakes have been washed in the blood of Jesus. And now I expect nothing but the goodness of God. And by your own words, you will be justified. You begin to declare what God says over your life and you will be justified. So that's just a side note. But I want to just give two quick examples. I know this podcast is getting kind of long. I just need to give two quick examples. One example is Abraham. Many people know the story of Abraham, so I'm not going to like read it all. Genesis 22. You can go read it if you would like. Abraham, we all know, God told him to sacrifice his son Isaac on the altar. And so it says in Genesis 22 that when Abraham was going with Isaac up to the mountain, he told his servants, we will return. He said, we are going up to worship. We are going up to the mountain to worship and we shall return. And what was that? That was Abraham declaring his faith. He believed one way or the other. He believed me and Isaac are coming back. He was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm obeying the Lord, but I believe me and Isaac are coming back. And he told the servants that he declared what he believed of the Lord. And he had exactly what he said. And if you read Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11 says that Abraham reasoned that God was even able to raise Isaac from the dead. So Abraham, by faith, reasoned. 
And so faith causes you to reason not according to the natural, because in the natural, Isaac was about to die and not come back. But Abraham reasoned according to his faith because he believed in the God that he served. He knew that God was powerful. He knew that God was faithful. He knew that God had promised him that that he would be the father of many nations. So Abraham was fully convinced that what God promised, he was able to deliver. Therefore, he spoke accordingly. He spoke accordingly. He said, we will be back. Me and Isaac are coming back in Jesus name. And so that's so powerful. So begin to declare, if God has promised you something and you're believing the Lord um, for something, no matter what it looks like in the natural, even if it looks like it's about to die because Isaac was quite literally about to die, you reckon God is even able to raise this thing up from the dead. You begin to reason in faith and you begin to, to declare out of your mouth what you are believing the Lord for. And trust me, I've been in some situations where it looked so far gone, but I just kept speaking the word of God. I just kept thanking the Lord, you know, and lo and behold, the Lord brings it back to life. And you're like, wow, it's just crazy. Because why? Because faith works. Because God is not a man that he should lie. So when you declare a thing, God, God is good on his part, right? And he loves, he loves that kind of violent faith that will speak that will speak according to his word and believe that God will fulfill what he promised. And so I'm sorry, I just had to give you one more example uh, before I end this. So another example, I think it's in 2 Kings 4. I believe it is 2 Kings 4. It talks about the Shunammite woman. So if you know that story, if you've read that chapter of the Bible, it talks about how Elijah told this Shunammite woman, like, you're going to give birth to a son. You know, she was barren. Her husband was old. She had never had any kids. And this man of God prophesies her and tells her, you're going to have a son. And she's like, oh my gosh, it's too good to be true. And lo and behold, nine months later, she has a child, right? Okay, so she has a son. He's growing up. And this is the promise of God that's really been manifested in her life, right? She believed that she would have a son, like the man of God said. And so her son is, I think he's like seven or nine years old or whatever. And so the Bible says that he was out in the field and he got like overheated and he passed out. So his dad brings, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, his dad brings him back to his mom and he ends up dying. So the son dies. Okay. So this thing, this major promise of God, God gave me, you know, just like with Isaac, Isaac was the promise of God. And then he basically like almost died. Okay. So this woman's son died. And so what, honestly, what would most people do in that situation? They would freak out and be like, ah, my son is dead. My life sucks. I'm so mad. I can't believe God would do this to me. Okay. That's like a natural response, right? That's a natural response. But it's interesting because it says that her husband, she, she went to her husband and she said, I'm going to see the man of God. And her husband was like, uh, it's not a Sabbath. Is everything okay? And she said this, all is well. Mic drop. She said, all is well. What is that? That is a confession of faith. That is a confession of faith. When she had every reason to speak all kinds of just crazy stuff about the situation. She had really gone through something very traumatic, literally moments before, but she declared all is well. Why? Because she believed if God promised me this son, 
God is, God is going to raise him back up to life because God said that I would have a son and I'm not, I'm not going to take this, you know? And so she went to the man of God and on her way to the man of God, she ran into his servant and his servant Gehazi says, is everything okay? Are you okay? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And she said, once again, it is well, all is well with me. That my friends is a radical confession of faith. And I want to ask you today, when all hell is coming against you and you're dealing with something, when you open up your mouth in the face of whatever circumstance and you declare, it is well with me. My God is coming through for me. My God is fulfilling his good promise in my life. And you begin to declare that you're an overcomer, that you have victory in Christ, that you are the head and not the tail, that you are above always and never beneath. When you begin to declare those things out of your mouth, let me tell you, it's going to guarantee your victory because God hears those words. And the Bible said, like I said, by your words, shall you be justified. And this woman was justified by her words she said all is well even though her son was at home dead quite literally and you know if you read the story go ahead and read the story Elijah comes raises her son back to life and he's totally restored raised from the dead so this woman reaped the fruit of her lips she said all is well with me and with my family and what happened she reaps the fruit of her lips and this is why it's so important too if you're believing for a lost loved one to be saved, be careful the way you speak about them. Because this little boy was physically dead, but maybe you're believing for someone that's spiritually dead. The way that you speak, if you're believing God for something, if you've been praying about something, if you're praying the prayer of faith, Mark 11 says that you should believe that whatsoever you say, you have. So after you pray about it, you should speak as if it's already done. The way that you speak about that person should be in light of uh, believing that they're going to be saved. The way that you speak about your situation should be in light of the fact that whatever you prayed for, you believe that you have received it. You maybe don't see it in the natural yet, but you're going to declare what God says. And, and as you start to do that, as you begin to fill your mouth with the word of God, I'm telling you, you are going to reap a harvest of the supernatural in your life. You're going to begin to see the hand of God in those situations. And God, God watches over his word to perform it. So as you declare the word of God over your life, you're planting that seed of faith, no matter how small it is, even if it's as small as a mustard seed, you plant that seed of faith and you believe you're going to reap a good harvest of good fruit in your life in Jesus mighty name. This is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.